0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Danger Room, the X-Men Comics Commentary Commentary? Podcast. My name's Adam. You sure you don't want to do that one again? I'm fine with that. Oh, well, my name's Jeremy, then. We're here to discuss the uh, New Mutants Annual 2. Surprise! Whoa! This isn't the New Mutants cast. What's going on here? Today, this is the New Mutants cast. In more ways than one. Yeah. Uh... This has a uh, on-sale date of July 15, 1986, cover price of $1.25, because it's an annual, and it's 48 pages long, and it's called Why We Do These Things We Do. It's, there's a couple reasons we're getting into this.
1: Yeah. It should become apparent, I believe. Uh, Within the first page. Yeah. But the cover, let's start there. It's, it's pretty cool. It's, uh, it's all of the new mutants, plus Captain Britain, for those with astute eye eyes. Astute eyes. Uh, and they're going down towards the wild
0: ways, which we don't know what the wild ways is. I
1: Have no idea. There's a kid who kind of looks like um Alfalfa f- from you know that show. Our oh, Game. yeah,
0: he looks. <laughs> he's dressed like Luke Skywalker.
1: Dressed like Luke Skywalker, but he's got Alfalfa hair. Um, um Cipher, uh, Doug Ramsey, and Warlock are merged. Warlock's little heads coming out of his shoulder. Um, there's some other kids on the cover here that uh, I'm not familiar with. And you could almost mistake the person that's in the lead of this whole run down towards the Wild Ways um, as Kitty in a really weird costume. But it's not.
0: (laughs) Back in her olden days of switching up her costume.
1: Yeah, it's Ariel, Sprite, who knows.
0: Uh, The character who I believe is Sunspot looks like Nightcrawler.
1: He's in shadows, uh, silhouetted, so he could definitely pull off a, a, a Nightcrawler, yep.
0: So a red Nightcrawler.
1: So, uh, yeah, uh, Alan Davis, I believe, is the cover artist here.
0: That's right. Uh, Fact. You may recognize from our Captain Britain coverage.
1: Yeah. Fact. Uh, I'll skip ahead a little bit here. Uh, Chris Claremont is the writer. Alan Davis is indeed the artist. There's no inker listed, so I'm, I'm guessing that Alan's inking himself.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Tom Orzakowski's lettering. Glennis Oliver's the colors. And Ascenti's the editor. Jim Shooter's the editor-in-chief. Uh, And we get special credits here. Chris Claremont and Bob McLeod as the creators. Oh, because there's New Mutants. And then Stanley, of course, presents this whole ordeal. Heck yeah. So yeah, let's let's get right into it.
0: So the first couple of pages take place directly after the last stuff that we covered with Captain Britain. So we open with...
1: uh, Uh, Remind me, what, what, like, synopsis, what happened?
0: Uh, Captain Britain um, left Braddock Manor. Um, and Betsy Braddock briefly became Captain Britain mm-hmm. and was lured into a trap in which she was blinded. Who, and then
1: who was she blinded by? Uh,
0: or, or do we not know? I think we do know, but I don't remember. Oh, okay. Uh, I believe it was that, that guy from the, from the very first Captain Britain stuff we did it was like the guy with the knife, the, the knife's. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember his name. Me neither. Okay. We're going to have to just call him the guy. The guy for now. He's got a name like Warmonger or Facelifter or or Pencil Driver. (laughs)
1: Okay. And so Betsy was blinded uh, and and didn't she ultimately lose her eyes?
0: I believe he not only blinded her, he pulled her eyes out.
1: Yeah. Okay. Just. Just needed a refresher.
0: And then um, Brian got wind of that, saved her. Um, they didn't really get along after that, but uh, he, is, he is still run away with his girlfriend. Um, Megan? Megan, who no longer looks like a furry monster.
1: <laughs> Good for her. So, yeah, Betsy is is skiing and uh we do get a little reveal here she pulls down her goggles that she does not have any eyes but she doesn't really need the eyes so much because she is a telepath
0: yes and i believe this is the first time it is revealed that she calls herself psylocke i don't think that was in the Captain Britain stuff. Okay. Says here, as Psylocke, her mutant powers are formidable, but they did not save her from being blinded.
1: So that could be the first clue as to why, why we're doing this issue. The fact oh that, yeah, that this is that could Psylocke. Be. But it's, but maybe it's not the only reason.
0: There's there's a plethora of reasons.
1: And uh, so she realizes she she's in her lodge or whatever, and uh, she gets a telepathic, telepathic reading that somebody's in here. She turns around, she screams no, and she's in a full page panel. I don't know, obliterated but probably more like a mental obliteration.
0: Yeah, I think her, her mind is obliterated because as we cut to the next page, she is sort of like a... Uh, she. The musculature of her body has been corrupted. She is like a doll on the floor. So
1: She looks like a rag doll.
0: Yeah, so I, I believe this is a representation of her mind being shattered.
1: And who should be here causing all of this trouble? Why, it's Spiral and Mojo.
0: Hey, we know Spiral and we... We've seen Mojo.
1: Yeah, we saw Mojo in the long shot six part miniseries. That's right. Yeah, as well as Spiral. Uh, and apparently they've they've got uh, they've got their eyes now set on Psylocke.
0: They do, and and Mojo is going to attempt to rebuild her psyche. Um, I guess to kind of as a mirror image of himself, let's say. Right, and he looks at her through something. I'm <laughs> Not really sure what this is. Uh, a represent like part of part of her spirit, part of her psyche.
1: It's well, I think it's representative of an eye because he says somebody plucked uh, out the one the eyes he's referring to, and he puts this sphere up to his eye, and then the sphere shows Mojo. Uh, so Mojo has given her Psylocke the sight of this sphere. So I think this is this is Mojo crafting Psylocke some eyes.
0: All right. I the, think that's- he he sees her in the as a spineless one i wouldn't say that's mojo oh really yeah i think i think this is just what okay he she is as a as a spineless one cuz okay. we know there's multiple i suppose beings. i
1: suppose you i guess i didn't read it that way but now that i look at this this uh mojo esque figure is in the same pose as Psylocke in her ragdoll form so so yeah this is how Mojo is seeing Psylocke interesting
0: so yeah I'm getting the sense that her mind was her her mind previously was her eyes because she was blind and so now Mojo is looking through her mind as her eyes at herself it's all very interesting
1: uh, Spiral picks her up and gives her a big Mojo-y grin and she's still kind of ragdolled out.
0: She says, open your eyes, screw loose, the toy's broken.
1: Mojo says he knows that that's the point and the challenge is in putting it back together. And that's how our story begins. We move our attention over to Professor Crossed Out Charles Xavier's uh, School for the Gifted Youngsters. This is a, this took place last month um, and I guess we're we got a little bit ahead of ourselves. The whole ski thing and the whole mojo thing, that took place a year ago. And now we're putting our attention 11 months later to last month. You
0: know, I've read this like twice and I never noticed that.
1: Oh, because then in the next uh, vignette, it'll be like yesterday or something like that. Hmm. I don't know that it really matters, but it, I don't know. Kind of interesting to put a time element in there. Uh, Doug Ramsey is trying to write a report um
0: based on why do we do these things we do maybe <laughs> who the heck knows <laughs> who the heck cares he he, he tears it up and he's he's having a bad day he doesn't he doesn't like where his life has led him.
1: All he's doing is he's doodling on this piece of paper. He's just drawing pictures of uh, Warlock. And in the middle of Warlock, which is kind of funny, there's a game of Tic-Tac-Toe, which... Do you think he played that game of Tic-Tac-Toe with Warlock, or do you think he played it against himself? And if he played uh, it against himself, how did he get all those X's? Every game you play with yourself of Tic-Tac-Toe always ends in a cat's game, unless you're really that bad at Tic-Tac-Toe.
0: <laughs> he's terrible <laughs> at Tic-Tac-Toe.
1: Yeah, but he's like the binary computer dude.
0: Uh, yeah, he... he. um He's not very good at challenging himself he always loses it to himself in chess too
1: I think I think this this the time thing here uh, is this is all like foreshadowing right uh, so this whole back and forth between uh, Doug and um, um, Danny Danny, thank you. Is all about how lonely Doug is He feels like he's trapped here He's a mutant But he can't even go back to where he used to hang out Or his home And tell his friends about everything he's done From saving the world, saving Asgard, etc So he doesn't even like to go Because anytime he does go out Everybody's like talking about stupid stuff And he doesn't feel like he's above it But he just can't relate anymore
0: He can't tell his parents The only people he can really relate to Is the mutants Mm
1: Mm-hmm And then, uh, Danny talks about how she can see the death omens over people and she can turn into Valkyrie to fight to the death to save that person. But she feels helpless because eventually everyone's going to die. And how often can she keep this up to keep people alive? I like how
0: people in Chris Claremont comics generally argue with each other by telling each other their problems. Yeah, right. Like, I got this problem. Well, you think that's bad? I got this problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's not. I don't. I guess. Yeah, it's kind of like that. But uh, she's not trying to one up him. But I think she's taking a leadership role and being like, "You got problems. I got problems. We're all just a big pack of problems here in the New Mutants." But, but at least there are problems.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, she's she's trying to say like, you know, I I, I agree. She's not trying to one up him, but that, that that's sometimes how it is. How it yeah. is read.
1: Um, and she's like, uh, you know, you could, uh, you could grow into this, uh, or you could let it eat you up. Um, but she's from stubborn stock and she's not going to surrender. It Which it also will it be for you? Dual,
0: it serves a dual purpose of, uh, introducing to you to the characters if this is your first issue.
1: Sure. We know that Doug's lonely. We know that, uh, Danny's got this power. Um, and maybe it'll be important for later. Who knows? So now we fast forward to last week, in which everybody, well, everybody that matters <laughs> to the comic book, has become uh, enamored with a television show called The Wild Ways.
0: So we see Rain, we see uh, Brian Braddock and Megan, who recognizes that one of the characters in this Wild Ways shows is Betsy. Uh, now, see, I would have really liked it if Mojo named her Psylocke, because she in this, in this cartoon Wild Ways, Psy, uh uh, Betsy is there and she's called Psylocke mm. wouldn't that been interesting if like she this is like the first name time we hear that her name is Psylocke is from this TV show and she just keeps it
1: yeah all they would have had to do is erase that one narration Point, and this would have been the first debut of the name Psylocke, because even Brian here is like, Megan, that Psylocke character it's Betsy! So he's never heard this name Psylocke before. That's
0: what it seems like
1: Yeah, Maybe there was a misunderstanding in the uh, creativity room <laughs> There's a bunch of kids that <laughs> these
0: are the kids from Longshot, the limited series
1: Oh, that makes sense Okay, yep, and I think, yeah, that's actually mentioned later on. And then of course there's the New Mutants uh, Most notably, Sunspot, I think is just taken by this show uh the tv show is just kind of facsimiles of spiral mojo and psylocke in kind of cartoon form i think and then uh who are these folks
0: uh this is shan and her uh, her her brother and sister so uh, the twins
1: so shan is not a new mutant anymore
0: well i don't know because we the first panel is rain
1: right so
0: i think it's just different places
1: okay uh, so then we fast forward to last night, so we're moving closer and closer into time. Brian Braddock has flown across the ocean, or I don't maybe, I don't know, flew somewhere, and he says, it's taken me a month to track you down, or a week.
0: <laughs> it's, it's really been... Wait, that yeah, that does make. Last week, and then last night, and now it's it's taken me months. So I guess he's been looking at her for her before this,
1: probably. So they probably
0: since she disappeared.
1: You said they got in a fight, and then she went skiing, and then she disappeared. So he's been looking for her for a year, twelve months.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Or maybe he didn't realize he was looking for her until nine or ten months ago. But anyways, he tracked her down to the school, and he uh, he's like he's all mad. He's like, I'm going to take out these these people, and uh, he crashes into a room when somebody says Brian and he gets freaking scared.
0: Not... It can't be. This is madness. His eyes bulge out of his helmet. It's pretty and funny. You hear a voice saying, how dare you make such a mess? We raised you better than that young man. You should be ashamed of yourself. And, and in fact, he does refer to them at the very end as the panel goes black as, Mommy, Daddy, forgive me. Please, from now on, I'll be a good boy. And he has cowered into the corner there are shadows approaching him
1: and but once again also last night so at the same time uh Sunspot went to make a phone call and i guess he got the wild ways phone number because somebody answers says, hey you want to talk to or you want to walk the wild ways and he says yes yes please mojo and spiral show up and they're like well, what are you waiting for come on and they
0: disappear and uh we get the sense that this is happening all around the world from the panels, but I don't think we actually get to see it anymore no instead, we cut to now,
1: yep, now we're in real time, everybody it's the present, and Ooh, uh danger cannonballs practicing some of his turns, Danny's having her uh having him work on his agility, so apparently he's not he he can fly real fast, but he's not real
0: agile right we we learned that after. The encounter with the Beyonder, everybody uh, went back to their original states of when they first became New Mutants as far as their level of control over their powers.
1: So they they know that they could do this. They have all of the mental reasoning to do the work, but their bodies just aren't listening. Exactly. That's how it's explained, which is eh, it's, it's interesting.
0: With the exception of Sunspot, who, of course, was not part of the Beyonder I
1: adventure. Think- yeah, yep. Um, Ileana's cleaning up the kitchen, and she's like, I'm a sorceress, why is this taking so long? I know, I'll send this table to Limbo and have them clean it up. But then the table comes back, and it's full of like knives and daggers and pentagrams and goblets and candles, and she's like, ooh, those silly goblins.
0: <laughs> cute guys, very cute. My critics and I are going to have to have ourselves a little talk.
1: Magma's up in her room talking about Nova Roma.
0: She's writing her father a letter.
1: Is it, but don't they live in the future?
0: No, no, no. The Nova Roma is in the present time. It's just oh, set back.
1: Gotcha. 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 Okay. I, I was I didn't follow that.
0: Like, they she, never, They never went back in time.
1: Because, well, it says in the year 2739, since the founding of the city of blah, 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 blah. I was figuring, like, oh, okay, she's going to write this letter and, like, throw it in a bottle and wait for it to sit there for 700 years until they open it up. And they're like, hey, Magma's doing good.
0: Yeah, I'm not really sure. I guess they have a different calendar.
1: Sure. I'll go with that. So, meanwhile, uh, yeah, they, uh, she... she waves off the boys which is i think sunspot uh doug and warlock and uh they're they're they've got a tree that that's fallen down that they need to take care of Uh, sunspot's going to use his powers and doug and warlock are going to form into doug with warlock suit kind of looks like a transformer (laughs) kind of reminds me of uh remember uh bike wit wiki from the movie he's got like transformer armor
0: yeah yeah definitely Uh, maybe maybe uh maybe this is where that, that that happened i believe the transformers are just starting the cartoon is around this time
1: sure and so they're they're gonna deal with this tree and and doug does a countdown he's like are you ready and he's like yep i got it he also thinks to himself and tells warlock like boy sunspot's been really nice lately he's not usually like this something's weird and uh warlock's like well there's some anomalies in sunspot's physiology
0: you mean he's sick and he asks he asks sunspot are you are are you okay are you up to this and he's uh, sunspot says of course and he has to power up in order to lift this tree out of the uh, its, it's roots out of the ground so that they can move it or destroy it or whatever it is they're going to do and suddenly roberto screams with a mighty yargh!
1: Warlock freaks out and says, Alarm. Uh, Doug screams, Bobby. Everybody else shows up, and they realize that the tree, the sudden wasn't ready. Bobby was not ready. And the tree, when it was yanked out, it just, I don't know, fell on him? or
0: Yeah, I think it fell on him.
1: Crushed him. He's freaking dead. Yeah. Doug's there. He's crying in Amara's arms like, oh, he said he was ready. He said he was ready.
0: And now it's later. So no, we're no longer in the present. We're in the future.
1: Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, everybody's kind of mourning the loss of Bobby. Warlock's a little puddle of circuits <laughs> on the floor, which is kind of funny. Um, they they know that this is Magneto's responsibility to call Bobby's parents, but um, they don't They know. don't know
0: where Magneto is. Yeah.
1: It, 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 doesn't that just become kind of a common theme with Magneto and the New Mutants?
0: Oh, I don't know. Maybe.
1: Okay. Anyways... Uh, so, so Cannonball, he's the oldest, he's like, well, I I think I ought to do it. But Amara's like, leave it till the morning, which I don't know if that's the right choice. I mean, for the context of this comic book, eh, spoilers, it is. But I mean, if, if somebody died, wouldn't you want to let their relatives know immediately? I don't know. So saying, it? Well, we slept on it. We wanted to make sure it was the right thing to do. Yeah, I, I don't
0: I don't think timing matters so much. I mean... I suppose and, he can't get deader, but... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, he's they're not going to be like, oh, why didn't you tell me sooner? They're probably just going to be very unhappy. Yeah, true. I really couldn't get over the fact that you didn't tell me sooner.
1: <laughs> well.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know. They're going to be upset by that, but they're probably going to be more upset by the news.
1: By the fact that he's dead. And they're going to blame Doug. And Doug knows it. Doug's like, I should be blamed. I'm the one that's at fault. Danny, why didn't you see the curse over his head?
0: I wish I knew, Doug. The powers never failed me before.
1: Picked a heck of a time to start, he says as he runs out of the room.
0: Douglas! And she's going to go follow him, but Cannonball says no. He's got to work through this himself. And Warlock says, no, self feels self's true friend's pain. Self must be with him.
1: So So. Doug runs out to the uh, infirmary just to, I don't know, say goodbye. And that's when uh, Warlock's like, something's not right. Friend Doug, something's not right. Preparing to resolve data anomalies relating to Stealth Friend Bobby.
0: Don't, this is wrong. Warlock, our friend is dead. His life, go, his, his life glow has gone out. Let him lie in peace. And Warlock explains that his life glow cannot. His life glow, which I have very trouble, uh, a lot of <laughs> trouble saying. Very trouble. Life, life, gal. Uh, yeah, no, my my ability to speak is terrible today. Boy. Yeah, no worries. Schneuber <laughs> did not previously exist. Uh, he does. He never had a life glow.
1: Oh right. Yes, and they deduce that he's a fake. He's a sophisticated android. Um,
0: yeah, they go down to the atomic level to kind of t- check out his DNA.
1: Uh, someone went to a lot of trouble to pull this switch, Doug says, and it's got to be for a good reason. And that's when Cannonball and uh, Danny show up and they're like, hey, I don't know why Cannonball's got a baseball bat. They're mutants with powers for crying out loud.
0: Well, you know, he heard a noise. Yeah. They don't want to alert the uh, anybody that they're mutants.
1: What the devil you you boys think you're doing?
0: So it turns out that the that Robert has been replaced by an android, and that the android did not have the ability to use uh, Robert's powers. Right. So when it was called upon for him to use Robert's uh, Robbie Robbie Robert, Robert Bobby <laughs> Bobby's uh, powers, he, he that's when he he failed. Yep.
1: So we uh, we move over to wherever Mojo and Spiral are. Some sort of another st-
0: time, another place.
1: Yeah, and uh, Mojo has made eyes for Psylocke, and he has embedded those eyes into her head. And she has some of the classic Mojo mechanics that keep her eyes wide open and a big grin on her face. And she's I'm not
0: sure how that works because wouldn't her lower lip have it have to be pulled down to make this big smile?
1: Uh, it's an optic. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. And uh Psylocke is naked, like totally, completely naked. I don't know how I yeah. feel about this.
0: Well, it's a it's a it's a high behind shot, so
1: Yeah, I mean it's as naked as Marvel gets in this era. Uh, and uh Spyro's a little jealous, uh, it looks like of mojo's new toy
0: you have your precious toy screw loose what comes next do you intend to stand here watching watching while they rot mojo grabs spiral by the neck and grabs sylac by the neck and showing his control over his creations he actually he does rot them uh
1: Nobody rots unless I say so, and anybody who tries will die to regret it. He rots them, and then he brings them back out of rot.
0: He emaciates them down to skin and bones and brings them back.
1: I'm bored with the ones at home. That's why I need this new toy. And now we also get revealed that...
0: All the people that were watching the TV show from the previous, which is Rain, Bobby, Leung, uh, and Nia, I think, are uh, Shin's brother and sister, um, and the the long shot kids. Yep. Butch, Darla, and Elfie. Names that really don't matter. Nope. But they're there.
1: And uh, Psylocke has been given power? I don't know, but she uses eye beams to age all of these kids to their peak.
0: And she It's important He says Set them happily Riding the carousel Within your mind Ah uh, yes Which which, upon First read Seems like just Some poetic speak Right It'll come back
1: um, While their bodies Are reshaped from Crass and flood individuals To the unity Of pristine perfection And when the entire Process is complete When all that's left Is my brat pack In flesh and spirit Is what I've placed there and Then we'll leave This dung heap Purgatory planet And ride Mojo's wild ways To Mojo world And glory
0: so we now see uh, most of the people that we saw on the cover who we didn't know. Yep. They, they have aged. They've been given costumes and powers.
1: I mean, we still don't really know who most of these people are. But, but they're, yes, they're pawns in Mojo's game here.
0: The stage is set. My cast assembled. Now the fun really begins. And uh, this comic moves along very quickly. The New Mutants, having realized that Bobby is not Bobby, are able to um, figure out where to go. I'm not sure how.
1: Self-censors have Nexus self-friend Bobby within that structure, says Warlock. So
0: apparently Warlock can track any of the other New Mutants?
1: I don't know. But Amar, or no, Danny has a portable Cerebro. So between portable Cerebro and Warlock, they know Bobby's here.
0: But where is Wild Ways that they can just go there?
1: I don't know. I'm sure it'll be made perfectly clear by the end of this comic.
0: <laughs> or we'll forget. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter because, uh, before they can actually get into the building, somebody from behind says, yo, kiddies," And it's one of the dudes, one of the long shot kids.
0: I'm going to say it's Butch.
1: Sure. Let's go with that. It's Butch. Butch does not have a t-shirt on, but he's got a blue jacket and some red tights with a belt and some blue boots. He also has some killer shades with like a big, thick blue frame, red lenses, and little stars on the frames. He looks like a bug. Yeah. Call him bug man <laughs> his uh
0: oh yeah he says i'm butch but you can call me snitch my power uh bet you bet you can't guess my power and even if you do it won't do a blessed bit of good his his power is to apparently make people extremely irritated with each other and
1: we don't really get that right away i mean all of a sudden the new mutants all just kind of start infighting for seemingly no reason until sunspot shows up and knocks them all over um then it's kind of revealed that, yeah, the snitch power.
0: Well, it's, it's pretty obvious that they are uh, reacting to something uh, and they're and they're acting unusual. That this is this is not normal behavior, for
1: childish them. and petty towards each other. So the question is, is he exacerbating feelings that already exist or is he just implanting feelings?
0: I don't know. I would. I would think that the uh, his name Snitch would make it clear, but I I can't quite interpret what the heck is going on be- here.
1: Because if it's the former, and all of these people do secretly kind of have grudges against each other, that's going to leave long lasting scars.
0: Well, I don't. I don't think uh, that any of the new moons have grudges against each other, but I think uh, everybody has things that they not necessarily kind of could dislike uh, other people. So I think they're just be- being really petty and picky and. Self-absorbed and sure, it's hard. It's hard to I don't know. It's hard to explain.
1: I'm with you. Rain jumps out, but it's not the rain that we're familiar with. This is a adult, voluptuous, muscular rain. And uh, magma notices. She's like, "Hey, there's rain," but she's like sunspot. She looks like an adult.
0: Uh, he snitch actually describes his powers as true friends, true love. When snitches around, all those good things get torn to pieces. Okay. So it, it sounds like it's not their actual feelings.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> the uh New Mutants attempt to pile on top of um rain, but that's when Jubilee, the first appearance of Jubilee shows up.
0: And this is uh, of course Darla from the long uh group, uh longshot group, but she she uh yeah, Jubilee is it's it's strange because yeah, she has, she has the same powers as Jubilee.
1: Yes. Uh, whose every move is a celebration. I mean, it's a little bit different. Apparently, everything she does is uh, fireworks and, and whatnot, um, dazzling fireworks, which I guess distracts the New Mutants. I don't know.
0: It seems... Seems pretty Jubilee-ish to me.
1: Yeah, obviously, Chris Claremont, I don't know if he created this or Alan Davis, but he took this idea and then made a different Jubilee. Because I had to flip back. I'm like, oh, was this girl Asian before she was aged? And I was like, no, she's a little white girl. So
0: Yeah, it was not Jubilation Lee.
1: Nope, I don't think so.
0: Although with a name like Jubilation Lee, you kind of have to take the name Jubilee. Right. So, you know, at least he named her right.
1: (laughs) Um... Yeah, the new mutants are fighting amongst themselves. They're trying to fight uh, Rain. They're trying to fight Jubilee. And that's when somebody's fighting each other. Children, you must stop this at once. And it's um, the Shan uh, relatives.
0: Now, this kind of doesn't make sense because.
1: Is Shan even in this episode or issue other than that one intro scene where we saw her no. cooking? No, that was it. Okay.
0: So these were the parents that Brian Braddock saw. Ah but ah. that that was months ago wasn't it
1: uh i think it was last week it was
0: last week oh it was last night
1: was it last night it was last night you're right it was last night
0: so okay so last night was also the night that bobby picked up so they so so i guess the scene where they transformed them all happened it's sort of out of order but okay i, I guess it no, works no
1: they were all transformed like an hour ago
0: um well no they had to have been transformed last night oh so i, I it's close enough that I don't care.
1: Well yeah.
0: I know. It was a little confusing, but you know, maybe maybe it's off, maybe it's not. At any rate, uh they are template and their power seems to be to make people respect them as their parents. And uh, also to turn children into children or turn adults into child children. Right.
1: Magma comes up, she's about to use her magma powers and she's like, You're not a parent. You can't you're not the boss of me and she's about ready to use her powers when she is turned into a baby. An ex baby, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> or a new um, mutant ex baby.
0: I would say an ex toddler.
1: Yeah, all right. Well, ex, ex four five year old. She's she's a she's a She's a child. She's And she's also regressed to a point where she can't use her powers <clears throat> because they haven't manifested themselves yet.
0: Which is a pretty clever idea mm-hmm. so that she's... we will completely abandon in the next X-Men annual.
1: Eh, eh. Sort of. We'll talk sort of. About it. Yeah, we'll Not talk really. About it. We'll talk about it. Uh, so, yeah. So, she's ineffective. Uh, meanwhile, though, um, Doug was getting into it with the new mutants, but Warlock could tell something was going wrong. So he grabbed Doug and they flew away.
0: So the two people that uh, react strongly to uh, – who realize that the, uh, the, the template are not their actual parents are Magma who was writing a letter to her father earlier in the issue
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Warlock who it is revealed uh, right. uh, whose father wants to slay him.
1: Oh, okay, so he was affected. Okay, yeah, you're right. He was affected by them, but instead of like listening and respecting his parents, he's like, oh my God, they're going to kill me. Exactly. So he took off, but he grabbed Doug as well because he doesn't understand how human relation, he doesn't understand the whole parent-child relationship on Earth. Right. So they fly away, and uh, I think they kind of regain their senses after a little while.
0: After uh, Warlock drops Doug in the air and nearly kills him. Warlock saves him at the last second. Um, there are people in wild ways just hanging out, we learn. Mm-hmm. Some alcoholics, it looks like. <laughs> Homeless folks. Derelicts. Uh, being scared is okay. Giving in isn't, uh, Doug says, to console Warlock. But we have to go back to help our friends. Warlock manages to shield them from detection. And... Uh, he becomes a TV, so they're they're able. I guess he uses a telescope that is able to watch them, uh, the the new mutants and the new Mojo people, the Brad Pack, mm-hmm. and then he's able to uh, become a television so that Doug can see that. That's kind of neat. I like this.
1: So they've captured Cannonball, Ilyana, and Danny, and Amara. And powers are used. I'm not sure who's using them. It must be Psylocke. Uh, uses powers to transform them into adults, and give them new costumes. And yes, to add them to the brat pack on Mojo's Wild Way. So now they're now yeah it's now it's, they're corrupted.
0: Previously, this was Psylocke's power. It's it's starting to seem like it's another part of Template's power, but I guess it's still. Silek's power? I don't know.
1: Maybe it's just Mojo's power uh, through these people.
0: Yeah, I, that sounds like a good idea.
1: So they detect an intruder coming, so they decide to take off. Uh, this is Doug and Warlock. And they find somebody who's cowering in the corner who's also naked and crying, but holding Captain Britain's helmet.
0: Yes, this is the intruder that they detected. They, they determine that the intruder is crying, so they figure out that it is a a kid uh, who is clutching the helmet as you tend. He's also naked. He's very
1: strong too, because uh, Doug's like, "Hey, calm down. I'm I'm here to help you. Don't. Nobody's here to hurt you." And this guy with his long locks of blonde hair punches Doug. Like, Get away! Leave me alone! And he, he's able to fly away, but Warlock's able to capture him in, in an elongated hand and bring him back.
0: Is he flying or was he just leaping? <sighs>
1: I think he's flying. Okay. He kind of looks like, I don't know, based on the angle, it kind of looks like he's up in the air.
0: I feel like he never flies again.
1: I thought he did. So this is, this is Brian Braddock reverted to a child, but since he's not a mutant and his powers are derived from what? His helmet? Yes. Okay.
0: Uh, Well, it is eventually revealed that the powers come from inside himself um, and the, the helmet isn't necessary, but they might be retconning that here. I'm not sure.
1: Okay. Uh. And since he's been reverted to a child state, kind of, a, I don't know, 10 or 11, 12 years old, um, he has limited access to his powers. So he's strong, but he's not as strong as Captain Britain. And I think he can fly, but just not not as far, not as fast, and can't carry as much.
0: And Mentally, he is very much a child. Uh, they punished me anyway. They made me little, so I ran away. So Doug deduces that he was an adult. And he must have been a super being and he says, we're going to contact the X-Men and everything will be okay after that. That's when Brian says, no, we can't do that. We got to help them out now. Uh, There's no time. Because if we don't do it now, we'll never see them again.
1: Surprised Doug hasn't studied the files to realize that this is Captain Britain.
0: I know, is Captain Britain a part of the files?
1: I don't, I don't the know. The X-Men have
0: never met them.
1: No, but I feel like the X-Men would just always have files on everybody.
0: Like if Spider Man kept files, he would have some Brian Braddock files.
1: Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um And wh- maybe
0: uh Doug being a youngster doesn't have access to the level of files that like he doesn't have clearance. Oh, like well he's he's cipher though. so he could read the files. That doesn't make him able to uh
1: I don't know. I think I feel like between him and Warlock, like no data would be safe.
0: They're they're too busy going to the mall. Okay.
1: Uh, Warlock alerts them to Magma's presence, uh, and we flip our attention over to her. She has broken away from the corruption. She will not be a part of the Brat Pack. She will not be a slave. She becomes Magma, and Oh, she... yeah,
0: it is, uh, I forgot. Uh, in, in addition to making all of the other New Mutants adults, they also made Magma, uh, who was previously a toddler, into an adult again.
1: Yep. Uh, and, uh, um... She's ready to destroy everything, destroy all of them. But uh what's his face? Template. Car- Template reverts her back to a child before she's able to do it. And she gets mad and she confronts all the new mutants. She's like, "Look at me! Listen to me! Reach into your souls! Remember who you are! You you can be
0: free! Don't let these monsters make you slaves!" Liliana says. But magma and Danny finishes. It's what we want. <gasps>
1: Magma says, not I, I'd rather die. So she runs off. And uh, female template, I don't know what her name is. It's
0: also template.
1: Okay, sure. Uh says, Brad Pack, follow her. So off they go. They're chasing her. And uh, they pass by Warlock, Captain Britain, and Doug, who has nicely lent him his underwear and shirt. So he's not naked anymore.
0: Yeah, so his underwear, which goes over his pants... Right, it's very it's convenient.
1: <laughs> yeah, they see them and they're like, "All right, well, uh, we gotta we gotta help." And
0: uh, I nominate you, Captain Britain, because uh, I, I guess you can fly.
1: And he's like, oh, wanna." What if they catch me? And uh, that's when Doug gives him a very similar speech that um, Danny gave him at the beginning of the issue. The choice, pal. Which'll it be?
0: If you abandon her, you won't need Template to make you part of the Brad Pack because where your counts, you'll already be one of them.
1: Right. Just, like, giving up or standing apart or whatever she said earlier.
0: Uh, so Magma is running away. She's being chased by, and here we see Elfie, who is the alfalfa one. Um, his, his new name is Straight Arrow because yeah. he shoots arrows straight.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, And so a few more of the long shot kids approach Magma and uh, Captain Britain is able to fly. And he is wearing the helmet. Um, He realizes he can't fly as fast or as far as he could. um, But he's given it his all. He's knocked them down and he's grabbed Amara and uh, flown her away.
0: Meanwhile, uh, Brian has mentioned that Betsy is the key to the whole thing. So Doug and Warlock go off in search of Betsy who they find in an abandoned building. Um, She is sitting in a chair and she has been, she's sitting in like a weird mojo style spineless chair, which has a big arm off the back of it, mechanical arm, kind of a Doc Ock style arm. Uh, She's got spiked toes and spiked fingers. She's got a big round halo around her head. She's still smiling in that creepy mojo smile. And she looks right at Doug and Warlock. And Doug says, Oh, she's seen us, we're sunk. But she doesn't actually react, and Warlock says, Yeah, she didn't she she might have looked right at us, but she can't see us because I am I'm keeping us hidden with my special presence cloaking abilities. So they they attempt to get into her head. Um, Warlock, th-
1: Warlock also mentions, and this is important for later, I think, uh, that the analysis indicates that her optical sensors are non-organic in composition, artificial in origin, bionic components designed to mimic form and function of human equivalents.
0: Without which she, she's blind?
1: Affirmative. Affirmative.
0: <laughs> so uh, Warlock wants to just absorb her the way right. that he does, but... Doug says that well well that makes sense but she's she's a she's a person she's a human being and uh, we have to we have to make sure she hasn't been completely corrupted so let's let's get into that brain using our combined powers let's tap into those brain wires and see what makes her tick
1: and we see a bunch of things that i'm guessing are from previous captain marvel comics
0: i think some of them are and some of them, like, mojos there.
1: Yeah. So just all the horrors in her life, I guess. Yeah. And then she, he, the Doug and Warlock get blasted backwards.
0: With a mighty's woof-wham. Meanwhile, Brian and Magma are running. I don't know why they don't take Magma's boots off. She looks like she's having a really difficult time running in them.
1: In fact, she even says something at some point, like, "Oh, they shrunk me, but they didn't shrink my clothes. It's so hard to run in these boots. <laughs> I think it was earlier, but she definitely says that. Uh, there's no sign of the Brad Pack, they don't think, so they want to try to get to this crowd. Uh, but the Brad Pack is right behind them. They hide underneath some debris, I guess.
0: Yeah, the streets are all, I don't know, L.A. What is it? What is it? Escape from L.A.?
1: Yes, escape from New York, escape from L.A. And uh, war, uh, Captain Britain springs out and hits um, Snitch, from behind? Snitch, yeah. Yeah.
0: They actually they tag-team him. Magma grabs his legs, and Captain Britain jumps on his back. They manage to escape from Bobby, and they're, they continue to be on the run. Uh, they feel like it's sort of hopeless, that, but they're going to keep running, and hopefully Doug and Warlock will be able to get through to her sister, who Brian believes is the key.
1: Yeah. Uh, Sunspot appears, and he starts punching at the ground, punching at uh, Captain Britain and Magma. But they were able to escape. They run off.
0: So back with Doug and Warlock, um, they're okay. They got separated. They're still behind Betsy. He they, Doug has surmised that Betsy is a victim. She's manipulated. She's still a puppet. Uh, she's probably from that Wild Ways place being remade in her master's image. Gross.
1: Doug and Warlock come up with a plan that they can essentially merge by uh, Warlock using his trans-code virus to infect him, but there's a very good chance that they can completely separate when they're done. But not a guarantee. I
0: think they've done this before.
1: Have they? self merges operate as Gestalt, but high probability exists such a process may infect self-friend dog with transmode virus.
0: And I think they had the same problem with it last time, where it was like, if we do this, we may not be able to undo this. Okay. There was
1: definitely... I don't know if they referred to him as Douglock, but there was definitely a merging. But I didn't. I thought that was like him just in a suit of Warlock, not actually becoming one.
0: Well Warlock uh was there, there was that moment where Warlock almost dies and Doug says, You oh, can yeah. you can suck some of my life essence. Yep. So maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That could be. But I mean there was
1: Yeah. I don't remember. But that, and
0: that's that's the first time they merge. Um
1: It definitely happened. Uh When when Warlock was dying. Um, So anyways, despite all of the warnings, Doug's like, it's worth it. I'll take the risk. Um, If it means we can save Betsy, then it's a fair exchange. He doesn't even know Betsy.
0: Yeah, but he's been in her head. True.
1: The other thing is, this is an annual. So they may be just like, hey, the stakes are super high. And maybe you never read this before. So here's right. what's going to happen. Exactly. So they do. They they transmode out like crazy. Doug is kind of kind of knocked backwards as he merges with Warlock, and uh, he's like, "That this does seem like it's the first time." Because he's like, "I don't believe my eyes." Warlock, the things you can perceive, I never dreamed so much, so wonderful, so weird. He's seeing. Uh, Betsy's skeleton. He's seeing all of these schematics and diagrams and outlines and
0: information. the Matrix, man. He's
1: seeing the Matrix. I hated that movie. Really? Yes.
0: I hated it too, but, you know, it's important.
1: No, it's not. It is. Why Why isn't it it important? Why is it important?
0: Because it broke, it broke new ground.
1: What, what, bullet time? Uh,
0: special effects.
1: (sighs) I, I could, I, I, I don't have any ammunition Uh, loaded up to argue that but i'll bet you if i watch movies from that year or even a few years prior i could find examples of other movies that would have ultimately pushed special effects as well
0: okay here's the thing about the matrix yeah it is nothing new we've seen this story before but that's what i've seen these visuals before but we've never seen them all in the same place and More importantly, a mass audience has never seen them at all.
1: I think that you're right about the mass audience seeing that particular story because that's what everybody talked about was like oh my god the story but i mean it's that's that's a conversation that every 16 year old child prior to that movie has had dude what if We're this right. is all a dream and right but <laughs> it, it had
0: never been it had never been presented in in such a way with like with they they took they took things from like so many elements and they put them together poorly. and they did it fairly well poorly oh no I, they did it they did it <laughs> well
1: there's only one effect in that movie well there's two effects everyone remembers bullet time but putting that one aside there's another effect of when i don't remember exactly what happens but there's like a ripple on a skyscraper which i had never seen before and that was the one effect where i was like wow that's really cool but all of like the matrixy green stuff and when keanu Reeves uses the force like none of that none of that did anything for me just the one ripple
0: the matrixy green stuff is is exactly what I'm talking about for this kind of warlock sort of view. Um, so uh, Keanu Reeves saw the world in ones and zeros, and there was kind of a, 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 a 3D element to it all. Everything was broken down to ones yeah. and zeros. I get
1: it. I get
0: it. And it was neat. Uh, this is this is very similar. It's maybe the uh, a precursor to that where things are broken down to their atomic levels, and that's how how Warlock sees things. So. Um, I, just, I have mixed feelings about uh, The Matrix. I don't think it's a terribly good movie. Um, its the sequels were especially awful. Uh, but I feel like it has a very important place in cinematic history. Ugh. But I, this I just, is not the time and place for that. No,
1: Adam, I, I just uh, – th- the potential was there, but it was just it – was, it was ruined by poor pacing of the story and Keanu Reeves. In fact, uh, audience, and Adam, if you're ever bored, there are some websites that have just Keanu Reeves' dialogue from uh, The Matrix, and it's pretty funny. (laughs) I think it's like a total of two pages, and it's all like, whoa, yeah, okay, no, get down, whoa. And then he's got, I think he's got one little monologue, one little block of monologue he does. But everything else is very brief, very short.
0: That's it's relevant.
1: No, it's, oh, anyway, it's okay, fine. Now is not the time. But the Matrix sucked. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I might do that. I might have to look through that year and the previous couple of years movies to see if I could find a movie that that could have had the same impact on effect. I mean, the effects were. Oh, I, I
0: I can tell you what it is right now. It's um um Dark City.
1: I, I never saw Dark City.
0: Oh well, okay.
1: <laughs> Go watch Dark City. Okay. Was that a better
0: movie? I don't know what you'll think of it. It's, it's, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's definitely a better movie. It's a movie that like starts out really powerfully and then kind of doesn't really know how to end, but, um, it, it is, it is very similar in a very different sort of way, but the special effects that you're talking about, I think a lot of the special effects are there. Okay. Maybe not so much bullet time.
1: Well, I think bullet time was just the gimmick to get everybody into the theater because I think you saw that in the trailer and you're like, "Whoa!"
0: Bullet time wasn't a gimmick. I mean, bullet time was a special effect that was invented for that movie. I'm with you, but it was a, it was, it was at, at and then overused in the next five years. <laughs>
1: it became uh, a single-use effect in which you can only use it there and you should never use it again but they tried to use it in football games they used it in tv shows and in more movies no, there are there and
0: are cases really... where it, it it works uh the the movie uh wanted which was not a particularly great movie uh uses bullet time pretty well
1: i guess quicksilver's bullet time is, is pretty effective
0: um you know probably uh the, the 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 i bet i've never seen these movies but i have to believe they use bullet time the uh the fast and the furious probably they probably use it pretty effectively
1: yeah yeah i've never seen any of those movies i haven't either so okay anyways uh they're they're merged and they are about to get they want to get a peek into Betsy's mind and uh she surprises them and says you desire access to my secret self boys that can be arranged. And that the big little-
0: arm that I was talking about, that was on her back, just kind of like an elephant trunk, reaches and grabs uh, Doug Lock by the face. I'm calling him Doug because eventually Betsy calls him Doug Lock. Yes, in, this issue. So in not, this issue. So we're not in this issue. Yep.
1: Yeah. So it'll be official. Uh, he is subconsciously whipped into her mind.
0: Yes, where she see, uh, he sees the carousel that uh, was mentioned before. It is not just a a uh, poetic turn of phrase. It is an actual carousel where all of the New Mutants are the centaurs that are uh, part of the carousel.
1: And the archway that leads to the carousel is named Wild Ways.
0: They're all having a wonderful time. They simply adore their lord and master. And there's a picture of Mojo. For he gives them purpose and brings them life. He and they can't wait for you to join them. Uh,
1: After all, dear darling Douglock, it's no fun to be left out, left behind, especially when you're the only one. There's still Brian and Amara. You haven't gotten them. And
0: she's true, like, but not for long. And we, we see them surrounded and getting pummeled. And then they join the carousel. So everybody Very quickly.
1: Everybody's captured. Doug almost succumbs. He is actually turned into a Douglock centaur. His face gets that smile, but he grabs his smile and tears it off of his face. Mm-hmm. You have no hold over me. Not now, not ever. Uh, pity, such courage would have done the Brat Pack proud, but you have considered the alternative. Your spirit is free, but your corporeal form lies catatonic in my office.
0: And Doug attempts to grab Betsy using and, and uh, absorb her using the transmode virus. She she is grabbed, but she manages to karate chop through his arm, snapping his, his arm off Doug and Warlock scream. And that's when it turns out that Betsy is not actually Betsy. It's Spiral, and that's where she calls him Douglock. An inspired ploy, Douglock. Oh, Such a her- shame it was wasted on Spiral. She,
1: she calls him Douglock two pages earlier. Does she? Yeah, page 37. All right. Yeah, but anyways, it's still Spiral who I guess coins the phrase Duglock. Yeah. And uh yeah, she uh she whips the carousel into a tornado.
0: this is where, you know, we're in the mind, so things are going to start to get trippy. It's going to start to get hard for us to explain exactly what's going on, as it usually is.
1: Yeah, the land gets all weird. Some sort of maze is formed. But the coolest thing is Doug and Warlock are still one, but in order to try to, um, I don't know, find Betsy and the New Mutants, Warlock expands out of Doug creating a Warlock spider web with Doug in the middle. And all of these little... Warlocks are like talking to each other as they continue to form this web and grab onto rocks and stuff to create keep their web form going.
0: So, what they're attempting to do is keep all of the pieces of Betsy's psyche in place, Ah. which Spiral is attempting to destroy. By turning the carousel into a tornado
1: doug makes his way to the carousel and as various people go by he's grabbing them by his arm he starts with uh captain britain pulls him out good choice yeah he's strong he's like magnificent lad you oh wait he's british magnificent lad you did it i don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's british or
0: go uh captain picard magnificent lad you did it or you could go like old school british magnificent lad you did it Mm. are you british am i british are you british
1: (laughs) (laughs) i i don't know i have to work on captain britain i feel like he would have a deeper more booming voice
0: magnificent lad you did it
1: maybe (laughs) we'll keep working on
0: it yeah (laughs)
1: or not um let's see uh spiral is trapped all my energies are devoted to dancing my vortex i've heard even the smallest iota to stop duglock and the psylocke may win free herself my only recourse is to complete her obliteration so apparently psylocke's been fighting this corruption this whole time it's been psylocke who's been maintaining um control over her
0: right but now she is Focused on destroying Psylocke, so she can't uh, she can't stop the new mutants from being rescued off of the carousel.
1: So she wants to fully corrupt Psylocke and then let Psylocke deal with them. So that's what she's going to try to do. So meanwhile, while that's happening, uh, Captain Britain's able to pull out a couple more people from the carousel,
0: and Warlock is able to put the last pieces in place uh, as far as the pieces that are falling apart of her psyche. Yeah. And that's when we hear from Betsy as a very large voice. I am at last once more. I am myself. You spiral sought my destruction. And now we have a giant naked spirit, Betsy, um, who is as tall as the new moons who appear to be standing on her breast, but I think they might be in midair. It's hard to tell. (laughs) Carousel is floating ahead. Um, Spiral tries to convince Betsy uh that she wanted this the whole time, so a slave knows her place, and if you screw with this you're going to go back to the way you were you'll you'll even lose your eyesight
1: hungry, homeless, hurt, blind as you were, you shall be mojo can change that uh, then let her choose boys, let her choose, uh, and Betsy says, I have been hungry and homeless, haunted, hurt in body and spirit." and all those things I swore I would never be again you offer salvation she blasts Spiral away and says I prefer to make my own
0: and Spiral dances out of her head
1: (laughs) you are a fool Psylocke and she leaves and the Psylocke's like well there's only one thing I can do for you and that's to put you back where you belong so Doug wakes up in the principal's office, so I guess would that be at Wildways or is this at the mansion?
0: Uh it is it is Wildways, but also the the uh the I thought it was the building where it's
1: probably the building you know, where, where Brian Captain,
0: Braddock was, yeah. but maybe it is Xavier's mansion.
1: I let's go with the Brian Braddock theory. Um okay. and he's still talking a little bit like Warlock, uh self is back, alive, awake Okay, I think I hope. This room's been wrecked. Psylocke looks up because he's. She's naked and in his lap on her belly, and she's like, oh, I guess that means we want Or I certainly hope so, she says.
0: I'm myself. At long last, I'll settle for that. But after all you've done for me, Douglas, there should be no formalities between us. I'm Betsy. How strange and dull and sad our world looks compared to the Wild Way. I almost miss it. Wait a minute. I can see!
1: So everything was taken away from her, uh, except for her eyes, which really is kind of the only thing that Mojo gave her. But anyway, yeah, she's got her eyes. She's got not her eyes. She's got Mojo's bionic eyes.
0: And there is a uh, Doug says, why not? Why not? Ge-? Well, this is weird because the first Doug says everything else has been destroyed. Why leave them intact? Which I guess is why 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 would Mojo leave them intact?
1: Mojo and Spiral have their reasons, probably as cruel and twisted as their souls. I am better off without them.
0: But you will be blind again.
1: So she's about to rip her eyeballs out, and she's like, thank you for caring, but a telepath can never truly be blind. Ah, Doug, I must do this, but I can't.
0: And they hug.
1: And that's when Danny is like, oh, I found them, the whole gang. Uh, hmm.
0: and, he's- and Danny laughs and says, you sly sneaky devil, you. And that's when Doug first realizes uh, that Betsy is naked. And I suppose Betsy also realizes it. But Warlock appears to cover her up. I don't know. I, I think D- Doug would have noticed right away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, he's... 15, 16 years old, I'm pretty sure he have been like, holy cat, I can't believe this is happening right now. <laughs> Dear Diary. Uh, yes. D- uh, Warlock, they kind of wondered where he was, but apparently he was on the ground and he, he he
0: was recharging.
1: Yep. He zaps up and creates a skin-tight suit for Psylocke, so well, now she's not naked.
0: She says, um, how earth thoughtful, Warlock. As all the adults rereading the comic giggle.
1: Yes, and Doug is like, just remember your manners, partner, or else, like, Don't get fresh, I guess.
0: (laughs) Warlock's like, I'm literally
1: touching every part of her. (laughs) How can I not mind my manners?
0: Uh, Brian and Betsy reconnect with a hug, and he also hugs Doug, who saved the day.
1: I guess it's because... Doug reached out and wouldn't let her or wanted to see through her eyes or I don't know. But she attributes her salvation to Doug's caring, which kind of goes back to the beginning of the story where Doug was complaining to Danny that he didn't have any friends. He didn't have anybody to love. And now yeah. it's kind of like he's got a crush on her. And, and she even thinks to herself that uh, she she cares pretty a lot as well.
0: Yeah. So so Brian uh they go back to the X-Mansion. Uh so they weren't at the X-Mansion.
1: No, I guess they were at the school that Brian found them at.
0: And uh Psylocke is telling Brian that she's going to stay here with at the X-Mansion with the new mutants and perhaps the X-Men.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe.
0: maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and um so Brian leaves and she sees that Doug is watching her from the window, her guardian angel. He cares more than he realizes, which I guess means she realizes that he's probably got a crush on her. How could he not? Right, right.
1: And uh, yeah, so Doug and Danny have a they rejoin each other to have a kind of a final conversation, kind of talk about this whole thing. Yeah, let's
0: let's review where we started.
1: Right, and um, yeah, I don't know. Then they go out to play baseball.
0: Uh, there are worse jobs. Uh, Let's see. Sam said our job as New Mutants was to protect kids because they're the future. They, we represent hope. He's right. Somebody has to stick up for them. I guess it's up. It's us. There are worse jobs, Douglas, and lots worse people to do them. But the New Mutants are as tough as we are talented. Who knows? We might just pull it off.
1: It's hard to be a hero, but occasionally well worth the price.
0: It's hard to be a hero, but occasionally it's well worth the price. So there you go um smoke virginia slims
1: for those of you who are avid x-men fans you know why we read that issue and for those of you who are following along for the first time it'll become clear sooner or later why we covered that next issue
0: next episode next not 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 next episode next issue
1: oh next issue
0: so so 211 211 basically i believe betsy shows up
1: so if you'd like to get a hold of us let let us know what you think do so by contacting us at www.xmenpodcast.com or facebook.com forward slash danger podcast. Follow us on Twitter at danger room go. Email us danger room at redcap or go out to iTunes, go to the podcast section, type up danger room or the first podcast that'll show up. Subscribe to us, give us some stars, download the podcast, whatever you want. Or you can leave us a voice message at 501 get xmen, 501 438 and our theme music is provided by Laszlo Hollyfelt.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Other reading was done this week.
0: Continuing our vein of the new mutants, specifically Warlock, uh Web of Spider Man Annual Two features none other than Warlock. Yeah. And I mean it's it, got art by Art Adams. It
1: yeah, and so that's a that's a good thing, right? It it is uh it is art tid and inked by Art Adams. So um It's worth looking at, but it's a cute story. Nothing really important, in my opinion. It's
0: not like a a major story, but it's it's a good Warlock story. We see that he's watching a lot of TV, and he's starting to pick up colloquialisms and catchphrases and such.
1: This is basically Warlock's day out. Warlock landed on Earth, was found by the New Mutants, and really hasn't gone outside of the mansion or gone outside of social circles other than the new mutants and so he is getting all of his external information from tv and because right. uh, he
0: doesn't sleep and when all the new wins are sleeping he's staying up and watching tv um from the first panel we see he's watching looks like nine or ten tvs at once
1: and uh he he's got a kind of a question about what dreams are and rain kind of helps him out with what dreams are. And it's like kind of weird things that are kind of based on your life, but not really like maybe you dream about New York, but something, something strange in New York doesn't really happen, but it's all kind of based in real life. And she suggests that the only way that he can have dreams would be to experience real life. And he's like, Oh, I should go to New York. He's like, no, don't you ever do that? (laughs) Like, don't do that. Figure out a different way to live life, but don't go to New York. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going, I'm going to New York. And so he After turns.
0: Everyone goes to
1: sleep. Everyone goes to sleep, and he turns into a tank at first. But he's like, "No, I gotta maintain a low prof profile." So he turns into the speed racer car, the Mach One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Spider Man's there, and there's some punks, and
0: and there's a weird side story of Spider Man. Uh, Spider Man goes to stop some kids from rescuing animals that are being tested on. Right. There's kind of a weird little argument where he's like. Uh, We, we, we need animals to be tested on so that, you know, that we can have diseases cured. Right. And, but the, but these animals are clearly being tested on for strange perverted means. Um, Most of them have bionic attachments and stuff.
1: Yes. Yeah. There's a, I mean, this, this is a good, this is a good story. Uh, It's cute, but it's also good. And every thread is a parallel of a different thread right yeah spider-man is like lecturing these people i'm like you can't do this and they're like man it's in for science later on he's like taking pictures of warlock so he can exploit warlock to sell pictures to the daily bugle and there's some scientists that are trying to get a nobel prize for finding pieces of warlock and spider-man's lecturing the scientists but at the same time he's like wait a minute i'm doing the same they're doing the same thing as these people that i fought earlier and i'm doing the same thing that they're doing and we're all just corrupt and me- meanwhile, poor Warlock, he's hes just trying to have some real-life experiences. And, and I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I'm gonna. He ends up turning into <laughs> Godzilla.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: He turns into Godzilla because these scientists that find him, and it's a very f- clever, cute story about finding him in a toy store and everybody thinking he's a toy, but science is like, ooh, Nobel Peace Prize. So he brings... Them being warlock back and realizes there's something different about him, so they like pump him full of energy. Uh, I don't remember why. Do you remember why they pump him full of energy at him?
0: Uh, because they're doing tests on him and they don't they don't know the limits of him. His uh,
1: his partner's like, you shouldn't do this, and they're yeah. they're they're diametrically opposed. Like one's a slob and one's super clean, and one's organic and the other one's like all science and.
0: First, they feed him a burger and fries, and then they realize that he doesn't like that, and he feeds off of energy, so they start uh, feeding him energy. He gives him a piece of himself so that the uh, scientist man can study him. I believe his name is Carl, but I could be wrong about that. Doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) What does matter is that this piece of him uh, is part of what causes Warlock to turn into Godzilla. Not only is he overloaded with energy... Um, because the scientist doesn 't know that he needs to turn off the machine that is feeding warlock energy, uh, but because he is missing a small piece of him, he kind of goes out of control
1: is that what happens? I thought like he just like here 's a little piece of me, like you can have it and you, and you know but I can't give you any more of me because the more I give you, the more it hurts and the, the weaker I get. Right. I mean, the the little piece becomes a plot device later on. Right. But I thought I was- it was just he had an overload of energy and he has to grow to a proportionate size to control the energy and he's trying to get away from public the best way that he knows how uh, because he knows he's going to explode. He's got too much energy and the only option for him is to release it by exploding.
0: Right. And I, I was under the impression that if he had that piece of himself back he might be able to not explode i don't remember where i got that impression
1: maybe i don't i don't think so but you could be right but anyways, yeah, so there's a – there's a he turns into King Kong at some point. There's a little fey ray moment between him and the girl. And the girl realizes that she was exploiting somebody by being kind of the damsel in distress. It was kind of a thin plot device. There's,
0: there's sort of a combination of like Spider-Man thinks that the reason that he's so mad as Godzilla is because he's missing a small piece of himself.
1: That's – Right. Well, and Spider-Man actually puts the puzzle together when uh, Warlock says something like, wish I had my piece back or something, or I'm right. missing my piece or something like that. And Spider-Man realizes, oh, this piece must be a piece of the puzzle. So he finds the scientist. and But anyways, he, uh, th- he makes it to the top of a building. He turns into a rocket. He flies into the sky and he explodes. Boom! Um, and, and that's
0: when everybody gets really upset and the scientists are like, oh, why did, I, why did I try to steal that piece and use him for science? And Spider-Man's like, why did I try to take photos of him and not really help him? I'm such a jerk.
1: Right. Why was I playing the damsel in distress? Everybody's mad at themselves. And then they look up and they realize that something's falling from the sky. And it's a puddle of goop. And it turns into circuitry. And then it turns into Warlock. And Warlock's back. And, and the scientist is like, ah. Here's that piece of you back.
0: No, he had already given him the piece back. Oh, had he? Okay. Had he? Yeah, he gave it back to him a few pages ago. Because
1: he's holding on to it right after the explosion. He's looking at it. He's like, can't you ever stop dreaming all the wonderful science in the world? Can't recreate a soul. He's gone. He's dead. That's the panel where he's looking at this little piece. In fact, he's staring at the entire piece while he's talking about his zeal for science.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. And
1: then Spider-Man's like, I killed Warlock. I missed that. Somewhere in here, he gives the piece back to—oh, no. right right here. As, it, as it's going from goop to circuitry, the scientist throws the piece of Warlock into the goop, which maybe that's the catalyst to bring him back to Warlock. I don't know.
0: Uh, at any rate, it turns out that Warlock had to go into the uh, sky to explode to release all the excess energy, and that he was— Probably never really in any danger.
1: And then he realizes that uh, TV is not reality and he will never watch it again.
0: Yeah, because the TV is calling um, uh, Warlock a terrorist and Spider-Man a menace.
1: Yeah. And and
0: that's when Warlock realizes the news doesn't always have the story correct.
1: False Theta, all wrong. Fake news. Self is not terrorist group. Spider-Man is not menace or Spider-Friend.
0: For a second there, I thought he actually said fake news and I was like (laughs) scanning the page.
1: Wait a minute, really? That's where he got it from. (laughs) Fake news. And so later on that night, the new mutants end up tucking in Warlock, who has taken on a human form. I guess he's taken on a human form so that he can sleep.
0: He's going to try to sleep, Yep. even though he doesn't necessarily need sleep. He wants to experience dreams.
1: And everybody also caught what happened on the news. And nobody's really mad. Nobody's disappointed.
0: And I guess Spider-Man dropped him off because yep. Magma says, boy, that Spider-Man sure is good looking. And he had, says, he, mas- he had a mask on. He had a
1: mask on.
0: So you can to- still tell he's built. He's dreamy sounding. <laughs> Good night,
1: Warlock, says Rain, who got him in the mess in the first place. Sweet dreams, fella. And then there's a we don't have to, I mean there's a Mike McNola um, drawn backup story, which is it's actually fairly interesting.
0: It's a good it's a good story. It's a bunch of dream sequences that are bas- basically Spider-Man is dreaming, and it's all sorts of wacky stuff where the Kingpin is dating Aunt May and various other sundries.
1: And finally, as uh, as if we didn't have enough annuals cooked up, we've got a third annual
0: Avengers annual number 15.
1: On the cover of this one, you've got Freedom Force battling the Avengers. This is yes. a this is a this was a tough like story-wise this one was pretty good, but it, uh the art was terrible. And I, I I feel bad saying that because Steve Ditko is the breakdown artist.
0: Well, Steve Ditko is the breakdown artist, which basically means he probably did the layouts, and then Claus Johnson, who is more of a uh, um, a different, a, a very different style artist than 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 Steve Ditko, does it. And I don't think the two of them mesh well.
1: What would be interesting for this book is if you read everything the way the characters are drawn, because <laughs> there are many characters that are saying just benign things. But they're drawn in such a way that it just looks like they're screaming it.
0: That's true. Some of it I like, though.
1: And then there's other panels where people are just, like, looking in weird directions. Like, even this opening frame of Hawkeye, which is meant to be like, I hate the East Coast Avengers. They're a menace to the country and the world. Is meant to be like, what's going on? As a matter of fact, the title of this comic is Betrayal. Um, But then you find out that it's just, you know, some some ball busting at the ballpark because the East Coast and West Coast Avengers are playing baseball against each other. But there's some mm. other panels where there's just people looking in weird directions as they're screaming benign things.
0: I don't have a problem with this art. I mean, I, I see what you mean, that it's it's, not, it's not, not up to par with some of the stuff that we've done before, but it's not terrible either.
1: Yeah, it's some pretty bad art in here. There's proportion problems. There's...
0: I don't know yeah, there there are definitely definitely problems but some of the some of the things that even though they don't look necessarily right I like the art the art
1: I okay well anyways there, there, there's
0: a couple of panels where Captain America is just saying things yeah but I like and it doesn't make any sense the way he looks but I still like the art like if you take the bubbles away from the art I just like the art by itself Anyway, the the Avengers and the West Coast Avengers are playing baseball. It's not as much fun as when X-Men play baseball. Not at all. But that's because we don't know them that well. I'm sure if we knew them, we'd be like, this is great. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And after many pages of, seven pages of baseball, uh, Freedom Force shows up. And Freedom Force is here to arrest the east coast and west coast avengers there's a federal warrant for their arrest
0: which they refuse to explain
1: they don't they're ex- just
0: saying like we have a we have a warrant you can call about it it's totally real come with us
1: it's by order of the president and so there's a lot of heads and a lot of thought bubbles and dialogue about, but we're the Avengers. And uh, Wasp, this is probably the only thing that really matters, the only thread that I really cared about. Wasp is like, hey, what's that Spider-Woman doing with those creeps? Wasn't she with the good guys during the Secret Wars?
0: Yeah, there's there's a, there's quite a story of Spider-Woman going on here.
1: Now, in the Marvel Universe, is that whole Beyonder thing officially now known as the Secret Wars?
0: I guess so. I mean, (laughs) this isn't the first time it's been referred to as the Secret Wars. Really? Yeah, no. I I believe uh, there were some X-Men issues that referred to it as the Secret Wars. Whenever there's lots of heroes around, they refer to it as the Secret Wars. Otherwise, they just call it like... And and this is the first one. Nobody refers to Secret Wars 2 as the Secret Wars. (laughs)
1: Remember when we did that Secret
0: Wars 2 (laughs) <laughs> it's just the first one where they got sucked away that right. people sometimes refer to it as the Secret Wars. Like, like uh, frequently the people are like, "Ah, oh, the X Men were bad guys during the Secret Wars. Oh. They're not trustworthy."
1: So, anyways, yeah, there's that interesting uh, di- bit of thought balloon. But everybody else is like, uh, "These are Feds, but they're a crooks, and and we're." good guys and we've got a government liaison yeah we got a bad rap right now but i don't know if we should go with them and captain america is especially torn up because he's you know he's all american
0: yeah nobody wants to turn over to the brotherhood of evil mutants because or the former brotherhood of mutants because they were bad guys they even say that like hawkeye says well i used to be a bad guy and i changed and i think that was it the other thing you, you were never as bad as them.
1: this is the other thing i didn 't really like who wrote this um,
0: i'm going to say it was Roger Stern from a guess, but I could be wrong
1: Danny fingeroth oh um, I was wrong the <laughs> one thing i don 't well other than the art and and Like, look at this panel of mystique. She's like, this is the most amusing people, but I really must have an answer! (laughs) Like, she just looks diabolically crazy.
0: It is exaggerated, but I don't I like exaggeration. Uh,
1: But the other thing I don't like is that this comic deals too much in uh, uh, black and white, right? Like, wasn't she a good guy? And Hawkeye says, I used to be a bad guy. And there's other references about good guys and bad guys. And it's You know, real life isn't typically about good guys and bad guys. There's, you know, there's definitely layers and shades of, like, motivations and why people do the things that they do. They're not good guys and bad guys.
0: Yeah, but we're in a comic book of the 80s, so.
1: The X-Men are able to stay away from the whole good guys, bad guys notion, unless they're using it like, okay, let's go get the bad guys. But nobody would ever refer to them. I don't know. I don't
0: know. Does anybody actually, I guess, I guess Hawkeye does say, I was a bad guy when I started out.
1: Right and, and somebody else uh, maybe it's in West Coast Avengers but somebody else is like well this guy was a bad guy this guy was a good guy then a bad guy and then a good guy so anyways
0: mean me but to pick you it. know there there's other interesting stuff like if you're if you're a, a reader of West Coast Avengers you get um Hawkeye's the sense that he's trying to be a good leader to impress Captain America and so there's that kind of good soap opera-y type stuff that is is similar to the the X Men type stories. I don't know. It's, it's a give or take. I think, I think the Avengers is as as a different uh, beast, yes. and I, therefore it's it's never going to be exactly the same. I mean, X Men has its faults as well.
1: Yeah. No, I, I I agree. Anybody reading the Avengers probably looks at the X Men as too melodramatic, too melancholy, too greedy and dark.
0: And it should also be noted. I mean, this is an this is an annual, so it's probably not exactly what you're getting in a regular Avengers issue, right?
1: Anyways, uh, so yeah, they're they're still like trying to figure out whether or not they should go with the Feds. And Mystique wants an answer. And finally, Hercules is like, oh, I hope this is enough. And he throws a jeep at Freedom Force. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm done. He's like the guy and do the right thing that finally throws a barrel through Sal's pizzeria window. I <laughs> had enough arguing. Let's have something happen.
0: And like Do the Right Thing, there is a very long fight afterwards. Well, uh, yeah. But, um, the city burns. <laughs>
1: Tooth, you right, exactly. Uh, and Chuck D. sings Fight the Power. <laughs> um, one bit of dialogue, which tells me that Danny Fingeroth did not study the bio, says, uh, With a wave of his arm, Avalanche lets loose his mutant powers of molecular liquefaction and destroys the vehicle. That's not Avalanche's powers.
0: Uh, it is in this issue. No. Destiny's powers are a little off, too.
1: Destiny knows everything. Like, in the pages of the X-Men, she's like, oh, it's not very clear what's going to happen. But here she's like, move to the left, move to the right. This is going to happen. That's going to happen.
0: Well, it's it's not so much that there's... there's And I'll see if I can point it out when we get there. Uh, there's a couple of ways that she uses her powers that don't seem like they're in her power set. Okay. Also... Why didn't she see the Jeep coming? She could have been like, Destiny, are, are they going to agree to go with us? And Destiny would be like, I don't think so.
1: Well, maybe after Hercules throws a Jeep at us.
0: Jeep what?
1: <laughs> oh, there's a Jeep. Spider-Woman here is like, oh my God, the Avengers are good people. Uh, and I wanted to be on a team like theirs. That's why I joined Freedom Force. But Freedom Force isn't like them. They are still evil. I'll do my job today, but tomorrow, dot, dot, dot. So for me, this issue is really answering that question of why did Spider-Woman all of a sudden appear on Freedom Force? And then why in the pages of the X-Men is she all of a sudden gone? And I think this story answers that. Yeah. Uh, Was there a story that ever showed her like, hey, Mystique, I'd like to join your bunch? Or is this really it?
0: It kind of refers to it in this in that she was sort of assigned to work with them.
1: Oh, right, you're Um, right. She came to Val Cooper. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. She came to Val Cooper and said, hey, I want to join a team. And Val's like, hey, I I got some people for you.
0: So we don't actually see her joining, but we get the backstory through context. Right.
1: Uh, So then they fight.
0: They do at that. There is a lot of fighting in which Spiral apparently has the power to do pretty much anything. Yep. um, By dancing. I'm going to dance you into pain, which I don't know. I guess her powers are... Uh, malleable enough that that works
1: (laughs) she can do whatever she wants the only thing that's really interesting about this fight is that um, Freedom Force, uh, Mystique and Spiral notice that Spider-Woman is pulling her punches a little bit or maybe not giving it her all she's being effective, she's stopping Avengers but she's not, she could be doing more is what they're noticing
0: and Mystique will call her on that a few times
1: yeah, and they just keep fighting and fighting and fighting. And at one point, Wonder Man sucks uh, Pyro down and 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 uh, Spider-Woman's like, oh, right, Wonder Man, way too. Mystique's like, stop standing there like a fool and help us win this battle.
0: Yes, Mystique. <laughs> uh, Hawkeye shoots Blob with his arrows and they, they sink into his arm, but the Blob's power allows him to pop them back out. Because, yeah. I mean, that, that works with the Blob's powers. Yeah, it's, sure. It's something we would never seen before.
1: Henry Pym is also here. He's just kind of hanging out. He's given up the whole giant man rap because uh, he couldn't handle it. But
0: yeah, and we learned that he and the Wasp are trying to be friends.
1: Yeah, they're not—they're not married or lovers at all. But they're trying to trying to be buds. Yeah, and uh, I only mention that because that'll be somewhat important later. But he's uh, for the most part completely ineffective. Spider-Man or Spider-Woman, what are you waiting for? Attack Wonder Man! Oh, of course. And so she she fights Wonder Man for a little bit, um but she's I think maybe pulling her punches, but maybe not. I don't
0: know. There's a weird conversation between Hawkeye and Destiny where she says, "Don't move, Hawkeye. I've got the drop on you." And Hawkeye, rather than doing anything, says, "Destiny." I could load and fire before you could even begin to begin to squeeze that trigger. And Destiny says, "I think not. I know your every move before you do, but you don't know mine." And then she squeezes the trigger.
1: <laughs> yep. Ah. Uh! <laughs> Destiny also shoots Wonder Man in the head, but it's some some laser gun. Mystique screams with another awkward facial panel. Spider Woman, he's shaking. Finish him. Spider Woman's like, "Why? Why do I have to do this?" <laughs>
0: I imagine her saying to uh, Wonder Man at this point, You can't possibly defeat Freedom Force. Give up now.
1: <laughs> and then smacks him across the head with a giant 4x4 post. And now all of the Avengers are down.
0: Except you for should one. Be proud of yourself, Mystique, leading the group that defeated the combined Avengers. Quite a feat.
1: Yeah. This is a huge feat for Wonder Woman, or Wonder Woman, for Freedom Force. Wonder Woman shows up. <laughs> it's amazing. It's a crossover uh, for Freedom Force because uh, th- since they've been hired by Val, they haven't been successful at all. But here they've captured two different Avengers teams. Yeah. so they Except finally-
0: for Captain America, who they realize is not around. And we cut over to Captain America and he's on the phone with... Se- a, sec- a secretary, Mr. Secretary.
1: Secretary of Defense, Secretary of the White House, something. And he's confirming all of this information and, uh, and he gets confirmation like, yep, you're wanted. You should just go with them. And the last panel on this page, he's got this really crazy grin where he's gritting his teeth and it just sounds like he'd be thinking, but someone's going to pay for all this.
0: <laughs> and I love this panel. It's awesome. It's <laughs> terrible. No, it's not. This is a, this is an art style that is just very different than what you're used to, and it's it's fantastic.
1: So the Avengers are all transported to a mountain. Uh, it is
0: it is finally revealed. Uh, it looks like it looks like the United States uh, soldiers are now dressed like AIM.
1: Yeah, I mean, green. S- spoilers. It'll later be revealed that these are based on Tony Stark's designs. I thought that this would be that place where Dazzler was taken, um, but it's not. Do you remember um, that facility?
0: Uh, who wrote this? This is Danny Finger. Fingeroth. Danny Fingeroth probably didn't read that. Probably not.
1: Uh, and it's yeah. Um, the person that that called for the subpoena was Henry Peter Gyrich.
0: So we have Henry Peter yep. Gyrich and, um...
1: Raymond Sikorsky, who is the current liaison to the Avengers, and Val Cooper.
0: Val Cooper, yes. Yep. I couldn't remember Val Cooper's name.
1: And then, and so, like, the, the Avengers are all like, uh, why didn't you do this at the beginning of the battle? Why didn't you tell us that,
0: uh... Well, no, they, they, what they're talking about there is that they're all, they've all, all their powers have been weakened. Oh, right. And they, it is revealed that Spiral is doing that. <laughs> See, I don't care about
1: any of that because then it goes to all of the Freedom Force just their panel is drawn as if they're laughing hysterically.
0: Again, I love this panel
1: because and they should be like because none of your teammates would stand still long enough for her to do it after they saw you fall victim to her marvel.
0: It is it is it is exaggerated, but it is it is it is wonderful.
1: But don't worry. You and your partner's precious powers will return. Spiral was in order to permanently nullify them. That will happen after you are found guilty. Obviously, Uh, it's
0: not supposed to be read like that.
1: But that's how, when I see those faces, that's how I read that panel. And then I imagine Val and and Henry Peter being like, Mystique, really, really uncalled for. (laughs) Like, congratulations to your team. Go get yourself some pie but don't mock
0: them it's exaggerated artwork so and that's okay
1: and spider woman though she's the only one in character in this panel she's like oh i feel so ashamed actually she looks angry oh, i feel so ashamed i want to run over to the avengers and stand with them but i'm afraid of the consequences
0: she's the only one that i don't really care for in this panel
1: because she looks realistic.
0: Well, she doesn't look angry. She just, I can't, she looks blank. She looks to me like, she's just like, how did I get here? Where am I?
1: So Freedom Force, uh, they take off. Like, okay, well, we've done our patriotic duty. We out. And that's where it's revealed that the Avengers have been called here on allegations of treason. And the person who's allegating the treason is an Avenger.
0: Yeah, uh... We have hours of testimony against you, testimony given under oath, testimony so much more ruinous since it was given by one of your own. And apparently the testimony goes all the way back to, well, I don't know what adventure this is, but a long time ago. The Avengers have been apparently um, a, a force for secret evil is the idea.
1: Yeah uh and then the avengers all put in little cages that counter their powers blah 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 who cares
0: um meanwhile well no before that happens captain america gives a speech (laughs) yeah he does but it doesn't which which you know it's it's a typical captain america speech and then there's a panel of everybody just looking at him but it looks like he's shouting it yeah it does it does it's (laughs) exaggerated This is exaggerated art. You tell us we've been
1: accused of a crime, many of which you won't even name, but you won't allow us to confront our accuser. Henry Peter Garak's like, come on, cap. (laughs) Like, I... Make your speech, but you don't have to shower right here.
0: But then the next panel, everybody is just kind of staring at him, and they're all looking at him. And then the, then everybody stands up, and they're like, All right, Cap! Way to go, Avenger! <laughs> an oration worthy of an Olympian, Captain. You sure told those stuff shirts.
1: <laughs> enough, enough, cheerleaders can put their pom-poms away. Order, order. Yep, and they're all put in little cages. Um, but I,
0: I I like that scene. It's it, silly. It is silly.
1: Then fast forward uh, a ways, and Spider Woman has snuck back to this facility. And
0: random note: uh, Hercules's cell is made of uh, two foot thick adamantium, which will not yield even to a god.
1: Wow, that's a lot of adamantium. Mm-hmm. And the guards are playing gin, not really paying attention to what's going on. Spider Woman uh, makes her way here. She's she's here to break the Avengers out. She's 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 broken. She. Her conscience finally got to her, and uh she tripped some alarms
0: oh she- this is this is their uh mystique has it out with uh Spider Woman in a we kind of skipped over that she says uh when Cooper insisted we take on you an outsider into freedom force, I had doubts, but I was willing to give it a shot, but I saw how you hesitated during the battle today, Spider Woman could have cost us a victory and we cannot afford to have the government look on us with disfavor. So do it again uh, and you'll have to leave. But don't forget the handsome salary you're paid.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she's a government employee. She's not making that much.
0: And (laughs) and then she threatens her and says and don't forget that Freedom Force may not always be working within the law and you would have some very dangerous enemies then.
1: Yes. (laughs) Uh, So she breaks in and... uh... I don't know. She does a bunch yes, of
0: stuff. Uh, Spider-Woman breaks in and rescues uh, the Wasp by destroying some machines, uh, releasing the Wasp from her cell, and then she has to escape. So she, she she's not even sure that she rescues anybody, but luckily she does. Wasp manages to break out Captain America, who breaks out Hercules, who breaks out Wonder Man, etc. So they all break out. Uh, they wonder who broke them out, of course, but they, they don't see Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman sees them escape, though. There they go. I guess I did help them get free. It was pretty stupid of me to act without a plan. Mm. That's a lesson I'll have to remember. Still, I'm glad I did what I did. I just hope I haven't screwed up my life completely. I sure don't have much future with Freedom Force. wonder if I have what it takes to be an Avenger. I wonder. So when she broke them free, pretty much everybody saw her, so she's... Gonna, she's not going to be on Freedom Force in the next episode no issue.
1: no. Uh, and then yeah so the Avengers all make their way to a cave and they decide that uh, uh, they can decide their course of action for we are Avengers and one way or another we will have vengeance
0: oh and yeah the, the Tony Stark thing comes into play when Tony Stark turns all of the soldiers armor off and they can't move and that's how the Avengers are able to escape So Tony Stark is is back in the Iron Man armor In case you didn't notice
1: Yes, and that'll be made completely clear to us In the next issue Of the first West Coast Avengers Annual Which concludes this story Which we'll talk about some other time Yay Spoilers, Spider-Woman's not in the issue
0: Ooh
1: (laughs) There you go That's That's a long one So we better wrap it up then Until next time, my name's Jeremy My name's Adam And the Danger Room is closed